We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Falcons uh, made some cuts today. We're trimming this roster down. We're getting ready for preseason game number two coming up on Monday in Detroit. Let's head to the waitforward.com hotline. Let's talk to our uh, Falcons reporter here for 92 on the game. Joe Patrick is joining us. Follow Joe on Twitter at JAPatrick200. Joe, as always, man, appreciate it, buddy. Thanks for a, a few minutes this evening. Thanks for having me on, Chuck. I always uh, like jumping on and talking with you. So, you know, looking at the list of guys who got cut today, no real surprises there, nobody of note or merit. Are there some players that you're watching over this next week or two that might be a little bit of a surprise that you're kind of – looking to see if they could get cut. Is there anybody that you're kind of specifically watching to see if they make this roster or not? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a brutal thing to talk about, right? Because it's like, a, you know, a player's livelihood, of course. So it's tough, but it's obviously just a part of the game. And actually, Arthur Smith was talking about it today, just talking about how, you know, you just you got to have dignity and stuff when you when you go through these things. But it's a natural part of the game that, you know, there's a limited amount of roster spots. And, you know, some guys aren't going to make it. Some guys, honestly, who might make it on other teams, but for one reason or another, uh, on this particular team, might not or will not. And, uh, yeah, I was actually just thinking that, you know, because some of these competitions are really close. I mean, I know when we talk about this Falcons roster, a lot of the you know, talk is that about, you know, this lack of quality, uh, at least compared to other teams in the league but you know we've talked about on your show before that you look at some of these position groups and there really are some interesting battles and I think that where the toughest cuts are going to come is going to be at those positions so the ones I'm thinking of are you know at the running back position you've got a lot of guys who are performing well so far in training camp and there's just simply not enough room for all of them to make it at defensive back I think the same thing it's probably the strongest group on this team and there's just simply not enough spots for guys uh, and at wide receiver, I would say, you know, there are some interesting guys that have been kind of part of this team um, that you just don't know whether they're going to make it. So I know I know you're you're looking for specific names. I think one of the surprising ones that I think has kind of risen up people's ranks in the last, well, since the, <laughs> the preseason game on Friday would be Quadri Allison. He's a guy who's kind of floating around on the practice roster before and obviously come up to the NFL level and, and produce a little bit. I've always liked Quadri Allison, actually. Uh, and, I, and I still hope that he does make the practice squad, but um, I wasn't quite as high on him uh, as a lot of people seem to be coming out of that preseason game. It wasn't because the production was lacking. I just thought that he was kind of running through the holes that were created for him. And I just didn't really see anything special there. And it's just a tough room because you've got, obviously, Cordero Patterson who's going to be on this team. You've got Tyler Algier who's going to be on this team because of the way he was drafted. You've got a veteran in Damian Williams, uh, who's going to be very hard to knock off this team. 
and you've got an Avery Williams who is going to have a role on this team as a special teams guy, primarily as a returner and things that you really could see him being utilized in the passing game, kind of as a, a James White style kind of um, guy who can make things happen in space. So to me, that leaves Quadri Allison kind of between a rock and a hard place right now. And I think that, again, you go to the, some of these other roster spots, you hear these other positions, and there's kind of similar guys uh, in multiple different areas. Joe, um, you know, I, I, I know I'm frustrated by the Drake London injury, and I know the coach is saying it's not serious or anything, and I get that. He's not going to practice this week for all intents and purposes. He's not going to play in the second preseason game. You think he plays against Jacksonville? You, you think that they try to get him in? I understand he's going to start. He's on your roster. You don't have to worry about it. You only care about week one. I know how rookie wide receivers are in this league. Not everybody's Julio Jones and Randy Moss when they come into the league. There are guys that need adjustments and things. Not everybody goes out like Jamar Chase and has 1,500 yards in their rookie season. What does your gut tell you about whether or not he plays against Jacksonville in that final preseason game? Yeah, you know, so it's interesting, Chuck. I was actually talking to Brian Edwards today about this after practice uh, because he's a guy who obviously missed the first preseason game. He's been dealing with a shoulder injury. He's back at full speed, by the way, all the non-contact. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jerseys are are off of him, so I think that he's happy for that. And I asked him, I said, you know, are you champing at the bit to kind of get into the second preseason game, or are you just cool kind of, you know, making it to making it to week one healthy because that obviously is the goal for this team. And I kind of thought he would say, you know, I'll play as much as they want, but you know, you know, get me to the preseason, get me to the regular games, get me to the games that that actually matter and what I get my 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 paycheck for. But he actually said, you know, last year in in Las Vegas, he didn't play preseason, and he said that the you end know, a lot of the starters didn't. And he said that they came out in that first week and they were really slow and the game was kind of too fast for him. Um, and he kind of wished he had had it more time in camp. So he said that he wants to play. And so for that reason, you know, I say that I think that, yes, it is obviously about getting out of camp injury free, but at the same time, and I think especially for a rookie, like you said, you want them to have a taste of what the speed is like at the NFL level, because it is obviously different it's like the best of the best in the world that's what they do right uh with all that said (laughs) highly doubt that drake london does play another preseason snap just because of the injury um maybe i'll maybe i'll revise my opinion on this later on maybe if he surprisingly returns to practice late in the week for the joint practices or maybe if he's back in practice ahead of that jacksonville game then if that happens i definitely could see it but um, if he's wearing the non-contact stuff leading up to that game, it's just it's just hard for me to see the Falcons wanting to put him in that position. And, and Arthur Smith, to his credit, has been very intentional about saying, like, we are not going to put anybody in danger of, you know, letting an injury get worse uh, by a preseason game. And I think that the, the, the coaching staff actually would rather have these guys available for non-contact in practice and sit out a preseason game uh, when it comes to evaluating them and getting them involved and getting 
the offense installed uh, in their own head. So um, it's a tough one. Obviously, it's a balancing act that you play with all these individual players. And for some people, uh, for some players, you need to see them play in preseason games more than others. But right now, I think for Drake London, they're going to try to see if they can just get him to week one at 100% health. Falcons reporter Joe Patrick joining us here in the waitfor.com hotlines. We'll get ready for Falcons preseason game number two coming up on Monday evening in, D- uh, sorry, in New York against the uh, New York Jets. Um, I know the center battle is going to go down all the way as far as who's going to be the starter. That's going to go all the way into week one prep and things like that. After Friday, I know Hennessy kind of ran some first-team snaps, if you will, yesterday when I was out there, but – do you get any sort of sense about anybody has taken the lead in that starting center spot, or is it still really a true neck-and-neck neck race at this point? It still seems neck-and-neck neck to me, and I think that this second preseason game, again, assuming both these guys are healthy and ready to play, I think that that will give us a much better indication as to where the Falcons are. If we once again in the second preseason game see Matt, Matt Hennessy just take all the reps with the first team with the first unit and not mix and match at all. Uh, I think that it's most likely his job. And I actually asked Arthur Smith about this today, just not about the center position, but just the offensive line in general um, saying like, do you, have you made progress in determining who the starting offensive line is going to be from where you were, you know, a couple of weeks ago. And he gave a pretty definitive yes. Now, he's not going to get into specifics as to which players are locked in and all that. Uh, I think that obviously part of that is Caleb McGarry is pretty clearly locked down the right tackle spot. I mean, he, no one, Jermaine Fetty has not taken a rep there, which we all kind of thought that was going to be more of a battle. So I think that that's clearly one part of it that Arthur Smith was probably getting at there. But I, I do think that this offensive line is pretty much coming together. But I think that this center position is the last spot where we see a true battle going on. And so um, it's going to be interesting. I, I think Matt Hennessy is probably in the lead. Again, Just this is kind of just going off of the way that the playing time was distributed in that first preseason game against the Lions. And that's why I think that this second one coming up on Monday is going to be important uh, as well. Um, by the way, and I've talked to guys, I've talked like Dave Archer. I, I, Drew Dahlman was really getting a lot of positive, uh, you know, talk coming out of that game. He got a lot more playing time than Matt Hennessy, of course. Um, so I think that, you know, it's not all, it's not like it's out, it, you know, Drew Dolman's out of this thing, but I would say right now, Matt Hennessy is in the lead in that battle. Joe, um, if there's anything I did learn or kind of the light bulb went off on Friday, Rashawn Evans is going to lead this team in tackles this year. And I have this <laughs> sense that he is going to, he's going to have one of those Devondre Campbell, Foyer Lewican types of years for this team. Any other declaratives that you felt like you felt like we're, you know, like you came out of Friday night and said, okay, this is what's going to happen now. Anything like that? Like, like I said, I think Evan. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. This is shown he's going to lead this team in tackles. Anything like that for you? Um, yeah, well, you know, the one thing that I kind of uh, that kind of jumped out at me, and I think that this may not have jumped out to a lot of other people that haven't been watching training camp, but I was actually pleasantly surprised with what we saw from the team's edge rushers, and I'm going to single out Arnold Ebicady. 
Uh, I thought that he actually got a lot of consistent pressure on the quarterback, despite not ever registering a sack. And I was impressed to see that because it's frankly not something I had seen. I thought we would see a lot more kind of um, plays made, frankly, by Arnold Levicati in this training camp. And maybe it's just from our vantage point, from where we're watching practice on the sideline. It is a lot kind of harder to tell exactly what's going on in the trenches. It's much easier to see when you've got that nice TV broadcast camera for these preseason games. But I was really encouraged by his level of play. And I think that overall you just saw a team that to me seemed just faster, more physical. Uh, They did seem like they had a lot of the penalties and things like that sorted out, which was a problem for the team going into last year. I know that, you know, with Arthur Smith coming in, you thought that that was going to be something that got straightened out, but obviously it was still a big issue for this team. I think that some of those things are some of the more impressive, some of the things at least that for me that I, took away from that game. I would say the same thing that you said, Chuck, which is that Rashawn Evans is going to be a guy who is all over kind of the middle of that field, just kind of a a junkyard dog style linebacker who's just going to be just eating up a ton of tackles like that uh, and doing a lot of blitzing as well. So I think there's still a lot to be determined, but I think that all the signs that we saw from that, from that game were, were relatively good. There wasn't too many negatives coming out of that Detroit game. Last thing, Joe, got just a a minute left. Uh, Desmond Ritter obviously played well. Um, you know, we know the plan is for him to play a crap ton in the preseason. Do you think that they still push him hard in these preseason games? Or if he continues to play well, do you think that they try to give Felipe Franks a little bit of a look just to see whether or not that, okay, it makes sense to keep him on the 53 man? Because I think Felipe Franks probably makes the 53, but he's one of those borderline guys and Maybe if he can, you know, look like he could play some quarterback if something happened. So you think the plan would be to really push Ritter hard in these next two games? Or if he plays well, maybe kind of slow him down just a little bit and, and you know, not try to overwork him or, or potentially get him hurt? Yeah. Yeah, I think in the second game, we're probably going to see something similar to what we saw in the first game. I would guess we'd see a little bit more Mariota in the second game that just because that, that seems to be the trend in the NFL. But I think in that third game, we're going to see quite a bit of Felipe Franks. And Arthur Smith said at the beginning of training camp that they were going to kind of focus on his quarterback playing like a little bit later in camp. I think they wanted them to really focus on the tight end work at the beginning of camp. And then what they really want to do is just kind of get him ready to come into some of those emergency situations by the time the season starts. And all of that, the way that Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith described that at the time, on top of the way that Felipe Franks has performed in this training camp, makes me think that, yes, he is kind of a, you know, a question mark, as, but he, he's like he's like the most of a lock as you can be for a guy who's in his kind of position to make this roster because of the way that he's shown uh, his versatility on the field. I just don't think that quarterback play from him is going to come until that third game. But I will say, Chuck, like, he has actually looked relatively good when he when he has played quarterback in training camp because he does he is getting snaps every once in a while they'll rotate him through for a couple and uh, he's throwing the ball well I mean he's made some bad decisions I think that that's to be expected when you're not getting the normal reps you're just going to you know have some brain fart moments but uh, the way he throws the ball is really good he's got good arm strength he's locating it pretty well for the most part. So I think it's not just the emergency quarterback situation that you can use with a player like him, especially if he is as threatening as he is at tight end. You can use him on some gadget plays. And I think, again, because of all that, he's not going to be 
not going to be someone that the Falcons want to expose to waivers if they use a cut. So I think that he's very likely to make the squad, and we'll see a lot more of him later on in this preseason. Follow uh, all of his coverage at JAPatrick200 on Twitter. Joe Patrick joined us here on the WaitForIt.com hotline. As always, Joe, appreciate it, brother. Thanks for a few minutes. We'll chat here soon. Yep, thanks for having me on, man. Thanks. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.